0: One of the things that I have found to be the most difficult for me and for many people that I have worked with and taught is effectively coping with how we feel emotionally, no matter how difficult it is to feel however we feel and even how much we are afraid of how we feel emotionally. I have uh, had an opportunity here today to really get in touch with this, in terms of dealing with facing potentially some bad news, or you know, dealing with things that are, uh, or, you know, with news that I don't particularly you know want to hear. I don't know exactly whether how things will turn out today. I don't know if if uh, I hope obviously that uh, you know the, the bad news that is being feared is uh, does not come to pass. But at the end of the day, I know that in situations like this, there are times when we don't have a lot of control over whatever the outcome is going to be, that we essentially do our best with whatever it is that we're doing. We make our best efforts. Or in some cases, if I haven't made my best efforts or I haven't done everything that I should have or done it the way that I should have. There comes a point at which I no longer can, I can no longer fix that. In other words, karmically speaking, at some point, things are going to go the way that they're going to go. So really to get to the heart of this, the, and of course, the story itself does not really matter because that's just the story. I love to, I know that I tend to say that fairly frequently, but it's, it, I love saying it because I'm not really saying it to make the point it's just almost in a way it's kind of a reminder to me even and to anyone else who this resonates with that a lot of in a lot of cases our stories about what is happening or what we're afraid will happen or what has happened is something that we really just get stuck in and it tends to limit who we are and what we're really capable of because we're so busy being the people that are believing the story, especially if we see ourselves as, as a victim of some sort in these stories. And I do realize there are certain, you know, situations in life where people legitimately and genuinely are victims. And I'm not speaking about that at all. Uh, that is a complete, completely different subject. This is more along the lines of just those everyday what I refer to as garden variety situations where we can tend to feel like a victim when in a lot of cases we really aren't as much of a victim as we think we are. And in some cases we may not be at all, but I know that's really each person determines, you know, how they see that. So really taking a deeper look at this, it is so much about, i found that one of the most difficult struggles with being a human being is dealing with the how i feel emotionally the unpredictability of this the fact that in a lot of ways i have over the years uh, tried to control what my emotions are if if i'm feeling a certain emotion that feels that, that feels negative to me or i don't like the way it feels then as a human being the most logical step seems to me generally to be to try to do something to make it go away or to try to optimize the good feelings or to try to change the way that i feel somehow and i spent a lot of years and a lot of energy trying to distract myself from how i felt and trying to divert myself into something else that really would allow me to escape it and i found that nothing really worked at all I've talked to so many people over the years who have relayed the same experiences that at the end of the day, we, where we find ourselves emotionally is where we find ourselves. And it's so, it's so interesting how the easiest thing to do is, is almost the hardest thing to do because what I find is that if I'm willing to turn back and face these feelings and sit with them and allow them to to uh, do whatever it is they're going to do. Yes, it is very very difficult. It is incredibly painful in a lot of cases, but it's also the easiest thing to do because I know that when I do that, when I turn back and kind of come back, you know, come back to myself and get in touch with whatever it is that I'm feeling, even if I don't like it, even if it is painful. What I find is that ultimately, if I will do that. Whatever is happening, whatever I'm feeling will eventually, you know, I can ride that out. At some point, it is going to dissipate. At some point, it is going to pass. I think as humans, our emotions, you know, tend for the most part, at least based on my own experiences and the people that I've talked with about this over the years, that emotions do tend to change kind of like the weather. It seems like, you know, if you wait long enough, they do change. What I find is, is that what prolongs these negative emotions are all of my thoughts about how i'm feeling all of the ways that i'm reacting to it i'm bracing against it i'm trying to push it away i'm trying to stuff down whatever it is that i'm really feeling emotionally and uh, i just i tend to you know my favorite way to do that is to, to get really involved with my thinking it just seems so easy and so natural to kind of think my way through these things. What I find for the most part is, is that thinking about all of these emotions really just prolongs them because what's happening is the more I think about it, the more I speculate about why I'm feeling the way I feel, the more I think about what it all means, the more involved and invested I am in in these thoughts and also in these feelings that are generating these thoughts and just it kind of becomes very self-reinforcing. So, from a mindfulness standpoint, you know, I I guess I could ask the question here. And from a mindful coping standpoint, here I am, essentially, just to kind of net all this out. You know, here I am finding myself in a situation today where I am possibly facing news that I don't want to hear, uh, or something that you know comes to pass that I don't want to come to pass. And there is fear there. I can can honestly say that there. This is something that I certainly don't want a negative outcome and I don't and I certainly don't want the negative outcome that I fear could come to pass. But as humans, we deal with things like this more often I think than we realize and it's almost as if we we get through a day and we sometimes it's very easy to overlook how you know how many things could potentially go wrong in our own lives and in the lives of those around us. And what I'm finding today from a mindfulness standpoint is that First of all, the most important thing is that I'm finding that you know this kind of fear, you know this kind of worrying about you know potential bad news and getting news that I don't want to hear and have to de- having to deal with something that I really don't want to have to deal with and that there is, you know, a lot of trepidation about it is that as a human being, the first thing I want to do from a mindfulness standpoint is just accept the fact that this is part of life. There are going to be ups and downs, there are going to be peaks and valleys. This is just no matter how hard I try to avoid these kinds of situations, I am going to find myself here from time to time. And I realize there are things behaviorally and in the choices that I make in my life that can, you know, help ensure that I don't spend a lot of time in this place. But at the same time, you know, a lot of in a lot of ways, there are these things that happen regardless of how hard we try, regardless of whether we do our best or not. We're sometimes going to be facing news that we really don't want to uh, that we really don't want to hear. And so, from a mindfulness standpoint, what is the best thing that I can do? And what I find is it really is getting back to the basics. As I'm speaking this morning, I am speaking as someone who is human. I'm speaking as someone who is feeling a pretty considerable amount of fear and uneasiness and trepidation and I could very easily uh, in the past I have found myself in situations where I completely lock up where I get emotionally locked up where I just really am no longer able or capable to do anything at all except kind of contract inward and kind of you know Speaking metaphorically, wrap myself up in a ball. I guess that you know could be physical as well, but I could literally just you know wrap up in a ball, pull the covers over my head, and just really indulge in the, these feelings of, of these feelings of fear and trepidation. And I could get really wrapped up in my thoughts about it. And either way, I think whether I'm thinking about it or, or a lot or not, uh, I feel like first of all I'm thinking about it more than I ever want to own up to, even if I think that I'm not. If I think I'm just living in that raw fear, I know that as a human, I have to be certainly, in most cases, thinking about it more and reacting to it more than I'm willing to own up to. So what I really want to do when I find myself, and this is, you know, I'm speaking in real time. This isn't something that I'm speaking about that, you know, this happened yesterday and the good news was everything turned out fine. I'm speaking about this literally right now in this moment, realizing that I don't know what the outcome is going to be. Everything may be just fine. Uh, I may end up basically, you know, getting no bad news at all. And, it, you know, on the other hand, it could be something that could be very devastating and very difficult to uh, to cope with. But what I really want to do, and I and I think that's why I feel so compelled to speak about these things in the moment while they're actually happening when I don't know what the outcome will be is because of the fact that, that I believe so strongly that mindfulness practice and mindful coping practice have enabled me to be able to get through situations like this in the past many, many times. And I know that if it really would not have helped, if I really would not have been able to make it through, uh, these times, uh, I, I, I certainly at some point would have given this practice up many, many years ago. If I, at the end of the day, while yes, it does feel good to sit quietly in meditation, and once you get to a point where you can do that for a period of time, I've talked to many, many people, and I've experienced it myself in the early stages of this. That you know there is a feeling of bliss and of peace, and of kind of slowing everything down, and it it, it can in a way, if it's used in a certain way. It can be an escape. It can be a diversion, and I I don't want to do that. It is something that's very common for people who just start out with that type of practice. It is very tempting to want to use it for that purpose. What I'm also finding is, even more importantly than this, is that I would have, you know, at some at some point, the peace and the bliss that come from that would have run its course. And like anything else, anything external that I use. Uh, or physical that I use to try to make myself feel better or to kind of get off the, uh, you know, I want to get off the uh, the treadmill for a little bit and just experience some peace and some happiness. Uh At some point, it runs its course, and it's something that I eventually have to set aside because it seems like none of these things really work this way forever. Anything that I'm addicted to that I'm going to use as an escape, ultimately at some point, it's not going to provide the same hit that it once did. And I realize I can do that with just about anything. So why have I continued to practice mindfulness and mindful coping? It has nothing to do with me being, you know, I'm, it doesn't mean I'm special or that I'm any different than anyone else. It really just means that I have found a benefit in a very palpable, a very tangible benefit in being able to cope. And, and ultimately, that's where it really is for me. It wasn't so much in the early stages, but as I began to discover that the more I practiced it, the more I practiced just simply being aware of what my mind was doing, what I found is it's almost like I want to say magic, but it really isn't magic. It's just that if we can get to a point where we're not believing everything that we're thinking about what we're feeling, at some point we begin to be able to cope more effectively. We begin to find that things that used to really just completely uh, kind of take us out of service, so to speak, things that would sideline us where we just could not deal with the things we needed to deal with in our lives, that the more we practice, you know, what we find generally, and this is with many people I've worked with over the years, that, you know, it does become easier to stay in the game. And and it it doesn't mean that it's pleasant. It doesn't mean that it feels good because in a lot of cases we're dealing with emotions that, you know, that such as fear, you know, trepidation, uncertainty, disappointment, feeling disillusioned, you know, feeling taken for granted, you know, feeling unloved. There's so many of these different negative emotions that we can begin to build on them and make them much worse than they actually are in our heads through thinking about them. And so where where I'm finding myself is really appreciating the practice this morning because at the end of the day, you know, if I was not really f- committed and committed to and really, you know, desiring to continue to practice even when it's difficult, a day like today, which certainly is difficult, which certainly is uncomfortable, uh, I realized that uh, there, there would really be, uh, you know, it, there would be really no point in any of this. And so now what I'm really looking at is, you know, it's, it's a very simple practice. It's difficult. It can be difficult. Uh, it can, it, or I guess what I'd say is it's simple, but it's not easy. It's uh, it can be very painful at times. If I'm going to really pay attention to what I'm thinking about how I'm feeling, I have to be willing to quote unquote sit with thoughts today that and, and feelings both. In other words, the the emotions is just sort of the when you're in living when you're in fear of something or you're feeling trepidation or you're uncertain about something and you don't feel comfortable and you don't feel safe. There is this tendency to have a lot of, you know, physiological reactions to this, just the way we feel in our bodies. The other benefit of mindfulness practice and mindful coping practice that I found that I didn't even realize until I kind of discovered it at some point was that it makes it easier to be in my body if I can really be able to pay attention to my mind. I used to live, and so many people tell me this when they start meditating and practicing mindfulness, that at some point you begin to realize that you have lived in your mind so much that at some point you really lose touch with your body. I mean, I realize, we, you know, most people realize they're living in a human body, but we don't intend to feel things as much. We don't, we really get so wrapped up in our own heads that, you know, and I've talked to so many people who've gone through, you know, tremendous healing experiences, with chronic pain where once they started practicing mindfulness, they began to see that connection between the way that they were dealing with something in their lives from a thought standpoint and a mental processing standpoint that was manifesting itself in physical pain, chronic physical pain. And it's not to say that, you know, all these things, you know, can correct themselves. I realize there, there are times where we certainly do need medical intervention and, and uh, various, you know, various healing practices, and healing modalities to, or a combination of those things to, to deal with those things. But it's really just about being able to live in our, you know, I, at least for me, it's about being able to live in my own body. I want to be able to, if I'm feeling a lot of fear this morning, it, uh, it doesn't feel good to be me at this in this moment. But I also know that by pr- having practiced mindfulness for, you know, a period of time and being committed to it, it's just really a matter at some point of realizing that this is just it's it's a binary proposition i'm either doing it or i'm not doing it and uh and when i'm not doing it i know that doesn't work and i know that i'm not going to cope i'm not going to take care of what i need to take care of today and this is one of those days where it is a work day i do have responsibilities i have things to do like oh you know like all other people do and things i need to attend to i can't uh you know, shut out my friends and my family and the people in my life and acquaintances and people I work with and clients that are looking to me to do what I told them that I would do for them, uh, that can't all come to a stop today so that I can just sit here and feel sorry for myself and indulge in a lot of self-defeating thoughts about, you know, why, you know, why, you know, why didn't I... You know what? You know what is it that I could have done to have made this better, so that I wouldn't have to be dealing with this today? I just want to have a good day today. I just want to be happy. And I and I and I've been this person before. I have cried out these things. You know why can't I just have a great day today? Why can't I just be happy today? And it's just sometimes it's just not possible to uh, to have it that way. Here's the interesting part: is that what I've what I've found this morning even is that the more I have paid attention to what it is that I'm thinking about these feelings of fear and trepidation, what I'm realizing is that I'm beginning to see the emptiness of the thoughts. In other words, these are just thoughts. Uh, I am the thinker of them, but they don't define me. And I'm finding that the more I've practiced, the more I've developed some headspace. And there again, this is possible for anyone. It doesn't take any special skills at all, just the willingness to do it that the more that I'm realizing that a lot of, of what's going on in my head is just, you know, the thoughts that are going on in my head. And that I, you know, I I I don't have to believe them all. And even this morning is as much uncertainty and trepidation as I'm feeling, I have had I admit that I have had moments where I have been able to really appreciate things more because what happens is the more that I realize that my thinking is nothing more than that, it's just thoughts. The more that I pay attention to those thoughts, I can look at them more critically. Not necessarily trying to analyze them, because then again, that's just you know, if I analyze the thoughts and try to figure out what they mean, I'm still thinking the thoughts, and that really isn't going to allow me to be here, being present in this moment. But it's just about being able to say, "Oh, okay, this is what I'm thinking." I'm just because I'm thinking this doesn't mean it will come to pass. Just because I'm thinking this doesn't mean that this defines me you know, just because I'm thinking about this, you know, doesn't mean that this is the way it really is. And so the more that I've been able to separate myself, not separate, but put some distance because you can never really be above this. I think as long as we're human, we're, you know, we're going to be very, uh, very tightly, uh, you know, we're going to be very tightly wrapped up with our thoughts and our feelings because it's all part of what it's, it's like to be a human being. I know that I can't stop the thoughts from occurring. All they are really are just mental habits. They're just the way that I've tended to react to things when I'm feeling a certain way. And all I really have to do is just realize that these are just those neural grooves that behavioral scientists talk about. It's just I've been in a habit of of, of of being this way because this is what I've done before. And With mindfulness practice, the more that I just breathe in and out, the more that I just pay attention to what's going on in my mind i can i give myself the gift of not having to believe it all i am actually able to once i realize that these are just thoughts i don't have to get so focused on them that i can let go and just and kind of let them dissipate on their own and then ultimately if i'm not propping all these feelings up with thoughts and reactions to them and bracing against them and crying out as as a victim because i'm feeling this way what ends up happening is at some point the feelings, uh, they dissipate and they move through me. And I know that I've experienced fear and trepidation enough to know that while at this point, I, uh, I don't know when I'll actually find out whatever, you know, whatever's, you know, whatever's going to happen in this case. Uh, I don't even know when that will happen. So in the meantime, it would be so much better for me if I would just, you know, be, continue to watch my thoughts, to pay attention to them. To not identify with them, to not get wrapped up in them, to not speculate about what I think is going to happen, but just let things unfold as they are. I can be so much more relaxed. I can actually have joy. I've had a few moments this morning, it's as strange as it sounds, where I've been able to just experience some simple joy in life and some appreciation for things. Because really, even if the news, go, you know, is going to be bad, uh, why why wh- why make it any worse than it already ha- already has to be? when, when there's all when I've, when I'm given, and when we all are really given all these gifts of all these simple joys and things that we can partake of, I don't want to make this any worse. And ultimately, in terms of mindful coping, uh, doing these things, in other words, not you know, not believing my thoughts, not being wrapped up in them, just you know being able to, to create some distance between really what is in me that is just really unchanging what a lot of people talk of the spirit you know what is in me that you know in consciousness what is in me that does not change no matter what i can have some distance between that and this this human mind that that is always like a machine racing and 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 processing thoughts then i can really start to appreciate some of these simple joys and realize that this is the way things are unfolding at this particular point uh, there is a, in the past, I could have maybe made different choices, but ultimately, this is where I find myself and so because of that, I really do want to be able to cope in the best way i can i don 't want to let people down today it's I realize it's it 's no one else 's fault that I am feeling some negative emotions today, and that i you know no one else should have to suffer because I am, and i 'm committed to making sure that that no one does have to suffer. Uh, and the best the only way I can really do that is to be more aware and more mindful of what it is that i 'm thinking and when people whatever they say to me or whatever they do to me, uh, I want to be able to respond with unconditional love and I want to be able to cope with whatever comes down the pike, so to speak, and just really be able to to uh, to be of service in the best way I can and really what this really all comes down to is i want to suffer needlessly as little as possible and i certainly don't want to cause anyone else any suffering and i know the best way for me to ensure that i don't cause suffering for anyone else is for me to be more mindful for me to be more aware for me to be more conscious and the only way i can do that is do that is by practicing doing that so even through recording this this morning my hope is that it is it is it is helpful to someone who might be going through something similar. And I know that just by doing this, I'm already feeling some joy just being able to speak about these things in the hopes that someone else finds this meaningful. And uh, because it really isn't all about me or how I feel. And so this is by by being able to share this in, in real time and talk about this, it's just really another form of coping. It's another form of being able to be of service to someone else even though I am dealing with negative emotions. And, and really the message, I guess if there is a message at all, is, is that even when we are scared of what we're feeling and we don't like to feel it and don't wanna feel it, we are blessed with various mechanisms that we can utilize, various practices that we can actually utilize and undertake to be able to heal ourselves through the process and to be able to respond differently and i think so much of this just like ian i had someone say to me the other day that even with martial arts you know it is a very mindful practice practice because what you're ultimately practicing or this is what was said to me is that you know you're practicing your response and i really love that because at the end of the day what i want to really be practicing is having an effective response having a healthier response And having an appropriate response to these things in life that I can't control and being able to anticipate what may happen or what could happen and being ready for it, but not necessarily thinking about it constantly and not putting myself through that emotionally and just really being able to be in each moment as it passes. And I know that I can't do that if I'm somewhere else believing everything I'm thinking about what I'm feeling. And so even on a day like today, I know that I can be empowered. It is possible for me to continue to cope to continue to do what I need to do. And I'm just so grateful to have that practice that's available to anyone.